Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. Thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode three. We would like to thank everyone for the feedback on episode two, the 40 Disney dollars a day segment. This will be a semi-regular segment we plan to add to the show, so please stay tuned. Let's take a stroll on over to the Tiki Ticker and see what's happening this week in Disney news. This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. Thanks, Sean. First, I want to lead off with the Hollywood Brown Derby has opened a new lounge at Hollywood Studios, the Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge. Uh, They're taking the existing patio from the Brown Derby and they're turning it into a first-come, first-serve location where they're going to offer small bites and beverages, kind of chalk it up to similar to Tuto Gusto over at Epcot. Uh, Sean, do you have any opinions on this? Yeah. Hey, anytime you can add food to nearly any park, it's a good thing, especially the studios. It needs it needs help, you know. It, it's great having, you know. It's it's semi quick service, so, um, you know, it's a great thing. So you're gonna have some more extra options here besides a burger and, and chicken fingers. So it's a great thing to have. I'm sure you can grab a drink there as well. Um, you can sit outside if it's a beautiful day. I mean, you can't complain about that because there's realistically there's not that many restaurants you can actually sit outside in Disney World anyway and enjoy um, your food and people watch. So I think it's a great thing. What about you, Keith? I agree. Anytime that uh, a restaurant can update itself and uh, can make itself over, great. Especially at the studios where, let's face it, you know, um, the overall food service is not that great. The only thing that concerns me is that the first come, first serve thing. I think that, you're, that you'll have a lot of people who just park there for hours and hours and don't move. However, as long as they keep on spending money, I'm sure that the restaurants won't care. And it uh, sounds like a nice place to sit and people watch, too. Yeah, definitely. I I personally, I'm looking forward to maybe giving it a try. I've never tried the Brown Derby because it's, you know, if you're on the dining plan, it's two credits. And, I mean, it's just not really worth it. And it's kind of expensive. Um, but just looking over the menu, you know, they're going to have Brown Derby sliders and duck confit tacos, which sounds amazing to me. And as far as the first come first serve, I mean, it's not any different than La Cava del Tequila, and, and yeah, that's usually not that bad. During the holidays, I wouldn't want to be there, but it, it, usually it's it's pretty easy to you know wait five or ten minutes and, and grab a table. Uh, people do like to hang out, but they are on vacation too, and they want to go ahead and get off to see other things. All right, moving on from the studios, let's head over to Epcot, where on October thirtieth. Club Cool is debuting some new flavors. Uh, Gone are probably some of your favorites, uh, but hopefully some of the new ones will uh, appeal to you. Uh, Just a quick rundown of the flavors. First is a Fanta Pineapple, which made its European debut in the 1940s. Uh, Personally, I love pineapple, so that can't be too bad. There's a Vegeta Beta, which is popular in Japan, apparently, and it just sounds 
disgusting in my opinion. Uh, there's a melon frosty from Thailand, something called Bebo, which is from South Africa, a sparberry, which is a raspberry flavored cream soda that came from Africa, uh, Guarana Kuat, uh, which is a Brazilian drink. There's the Inca Cola, which comes from Peru, and everybody's favorite soda, the Beverly, will make a triumphant return because you can't have Club Cool without Beverly. Keith, what do you think about all this? Um, it's good. Uh, it needed um, updated. I know that lots of fans had uh, their own favorites, um, but it's good to, to switch it up a bit. The Inca Cola sounds really interesting. It says it tastes like liquid bubble gum, which I'm not sure how good that'll be, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds interesting. Um, yeah, and, it's a good word for it. Uh, yeah, and of course, you know, the old standby, uh, and it's always fun um, just to stand around and watch people take a sip Beverly. It's always fun to, to watch their faces after they take a sip of it, and I'm sure that, you know, the, the staff and the cast members, you know, stand there and chuckle every time. So what about you, Sean? Any thoughts? Yeah, I'm all about new flavors. I like trying new flavors anytime I go, you know, to other countries or different parts of the country. Um, the U.S. Um, I like to try new local flavors, whether it's it's soda or whether it's beer. Um, you know, like ch- changing my palate up and trying new things. So, and I love pineapple flavored soda, and which is kind of hard to find here, at least in New Jersey. Usually, I can find it in like the um, um, international food markets. Um, but that one fascinates me. I also interested in the, the Fanta and. Um, was that that's the melon frosty, which is a, a melon flavor, which sounds like it could be good. But the sparberry really sounds interesting to me because I love cream soda. So I'm sure that sounds great. That, you know, infusing the raspberry with the cream soda is probably a good thing. Yeah, not uh, some of them sound really good to me. I like I, said, I love pineapple, so I'm I've never had a pineapple soda. Um, you have to tell me what brand you get because uh, I'd like to give that a try. Sure. Um, just yeah. when you can, I'll send you some of that, and you can send me some cheer wine. How's that sound? That sounds like a deal. Uh, <laughs> and then, like I said, the the Vegeta Beta. I, I mean, I, I like vegetables, but not in a soda. Um, yeah, you know, I, I said this before we recorded, and it, it sounds like that old episode of I Love Lucy, Vitamita Vegemin, and I'm not going to give that a try. I don't think. Um, so let's move on from Epcot and head over for our final news story to the Magic Kingdom where announced earlier this week was the fact that the Jungle Cruise is getting a holiday overlay and it's going to become the Jingle Cruise. Um, Apparently, the skippers are a little homesick for the holidays, so they've decorated the queue, uh, the boathouse with various holiday decorations. They're going to rename the boats uh, with holiday-themed names. And, of course, it would be the Jungle Cruise without some fantastic puns, so I'm sure... Uh, Silent Nile will make its debut and other various punny holiday things. Sean, what say you? Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, Jungle all the way. Is that what we're looking at here? <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's stick to your day job. No more singing on the show. <laughs> oh, come on. That's perfect. Um, I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's... Get the time machine ready. <laughs> it's let, let's uh, continue with the overlays. I'm not looking for you know the haunted mansion be 
to to be redone. I think that's a California thing. I think some, I think Disney World does need something of its own. Um, maybe not too big, but ha- just having the Jungle Cruise, the j- turning into the Jingle Cruise during the holidays is a great thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to add something new to um, the holidays. And you really, how can you really complain about that? It's going to be fun. It's the Jungle Cruise. It, it can't get any worse, can it, Keith? <laughs> um, well. <laughs> It could, but I can't see um, how a holiday overlay would make it any worse. I think it's a great idea. Um, I love that ride. Horny jokes, and, you know, that, that's what makes it fun. I still have not had a skipper, uh, just with the first name of Dan, um, which I'm still uh, I'm waiting for. If anybody uh, has heard the Weird Al song, um, but I can't wait to hear the new holiday jokes. I think that it'll be fun. I wish they didn't have to uh, shut it down, though, for the time to do the overlay. I think that there should be a way to do it overnight or something where you don't have to shut it down just for uh, a seasonal thing. But overall, it should be fun. Personally, I'm excited about it. Uh, I love the Jungle Cruise, too. I think it's it's great. It's corny, but that's what makes it great. Uh, it's fun. You can't take that attraction too seriously. Uh, and I think the Christmas overlay is great. And, and I personally hope this is Walt Disney World and, and the powers that be in Orlando maybe opening their minds a little bit to some holiday overlays. Like Sean said, I, I love the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay in California. It's great. I'm not necessarily looking for that to come to Florida, but some holiday overlays I think are fine. You know, The, the argument is always, well, this is someone's first trip, and if they miss out on you know, Space Mountain or Jungle Cruise or Thunder Mountain or whatever, fill in an attraction and you know, they're going to be bummed and their vacation is going to be ruined. And I just don't buy that. I'm sure they'll be bummed, but it's not going to ruin their vacation. If you have to close it for a week or two to, to redo it, that's a shame, but it'll be fun to have something new for you know a month or two. And plus when they have it down and they're adding the decorations, it gives them an opportunity to, to fix some things that may be broken or just to you know, repaint this and, and fix that so that when it comes back to its normal process, it's, it's in better shape anyway. So I'm all for it. I, I'm looking forward to seeing some videos. Sadly, I won't be able to get down there this holiday season to see it in person, but I'm looking forward to seeing some videos on YouTube. I'm sure they'll be out there. And uh, like you said, Keith, I would love to have a Skipper Dan. I've never had one. Uh, So that's going to do it for this week's Tiki Ticker. Let's get on with the show. All right. Thanks, Alan. And this week we're going to head on back to Hollywood Studios. And and listen, we're not going to be doing a Hollywood Studios podcast every week. It just happened to work this way since it's uh, Halloween. And we wanted to do something Halloween-y for you guys. So we're heading over to Hollywood Studios again. And we're going to talk about what we would do to Hollywood Studios if they were to ever make it an adult Halloween party. Not like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. You know, we're going to try to scare the people a little bit, um, make it more like uh, Universal Studios, and, uh, you know, have a little fun here at Hollywood Studios. So we're all going to discuss what we think we would personally do to the park to make it a little more scary, a little more entertaining for everybody. So uh, let's see what the guys have to say. How about you there, Keith? Well, um, I started to think about if there was Disney-themed haunted house, like what would that be like? I came up with a few ideas. My first one was a Dr. Facilier's other side from uh, 
the princess and the frog which actually um, is is one of my favorite like, newer movies but i could see it almost like if you were like walked in and was handed almost like um, a sorcerer's card I don't know, they would activate tombstones and there would be uh, spirits that flying all around over top of you and then as you would walk out they would almost take the technology like from the haunted mansion and put your face onto a tombstone and take a fun picture and of course you know that's for purchase later on but i thought that you know to just to like scare it up a bit that's what i would do first I've never seen that movie, so I mean, all that sounds great, but I I don't have a lot of experience on that movie, so I will uh, I'll, I'll go to Sean on this, see what he thinks on that one. I like him; he's a great character. He's a he's probably one of Disney's uh, best evil people, um, and he's you know he's a great character. He's a multi-dimensional, um, and I'm sure that people I'm sure that Disney would love the idea of, of you spending money to get your picture, you know, <laughs> on the on the on the tombstone or wherever where they. You could it could be put. Um, I think it'd be gr- that's actually a great idea, brilliant. So I think yeah, it's, that sounds good. It sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm not familiar with the film, but I do know the character. Uh, I saw him recently, um, and he was pretty pretty creepy looking. So I think that would definitely work. My other thought for a haunted house is, of course, Oogie Boogie's haunted house. This one I see uh, completely dark with the like black light 3D. Um, with the playing cards with the swords and wielding them at you with a big uh, saw blade swinging over top and maybe have, you know, Santa on a hook somewhere, you know, hanging off the side screaming. Um, oh, you're pretty demented. <laughs> you, you would do that to Santa? Hey, Oogie Boogie's an, an evil, evil man, and uh, he will do anything. Was he a man, really? He was like a potato sack of cockroaches, wasn't he? <laughs> Isn't that well, right? Yeah. <laughs> But they're male roaches. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, they're fair. okay then. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, all good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Nightmare Before Christmas, and Oogie Boogie's pretty awesome. So that's, and I would love to see an Oogie Boogie uh, like character, you know, a costume character. That'd be that'd be pretty killer. I, I've never seen that before. I don't know that they have one. Have you all ever seen like pictures or anything? Not I. Yeah, no, I haven't either. That would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I, I like both those ideas. Uh, for me. I had a hard time, you know, Sean, you mentioned, you know, kind of trying to make this similar to Universal, and I'm a big horror movie fan. Uh, my favorite movie is Psycho, uh, hence my Twitter name, obviously, but I love, you know, Psycho, The Shining, Silence of the Lambs, the Halloween movies. I mean, I'm, I've always been a big horror movie fan, and that's something that Universal has just, you know, never-ending access to. I mean, they have the best monsters in the history of film, Frankenstein, The Mummy, uh, the the Wolfman, all that stuff. So for my thinking was Disney's not going to be able to touch that. They're not going to be able to make something that is super scary the way Universal can. At the same time, our goal was to have something that's not necessarily kid-friendly either because that's, that's Magic Kingdom. That's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So what I was kind of going for was a mixture of things that are scary because there are some scary things you can do, uh, like Keith just told us, chopping people up and stuff. But also, Disney has done some <laughs> things that are, like, super creepy. Um, so that's kind of where I'm going to start with is, is some of the creepier things that I was thinking we could put into the park. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up with some scary stuff. But the first kind of, I guess, creepy thing I was thinking of is, let's be honest, Alice in Wonderland is a creepy, creepy story if you've ever read it. Um, the Disney version is, you know, they, they play that down. But that's a that's a strange 
acid dropping movie. And I think there was a video game when I was in high school. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. It was just called Alice. And she was a knife wielding maniac. Uh, in the game, I I played it for a little while. It was an interesting game, but it, it it was very violent. So it's definitely not for the kids that listen to the show. But you know, she everything is is dark. It's not just Alice, and it's it's like a dark Alice. Uh, you know, the playing cards are evil, and she has to like slice the playing cards up. And, and I just realized I'm almost as creepy as Keith is now. I, I was giving him a hard time about it, and I'm the creepy Come over one to the too. dark side, Alice. Come on over. <laughs> It's two against one, I guess, uh, until we see what Sean has to say, and then we'll go from there. Um, so, you know, I, I thought Alice in Wonderland would be creepy to, to get in there. Um, another one that I thought would be good would be, and this is a little more on the scary side, was from Fantasia, the Night on Bald Mountain sequence with oh, yeah. uh, um, you know, that's that movie is like la 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 you know dancing hippos and and mushrooms and flutes and then all of a sudden this giant devil comes out of the mountain more or less and you know raises all these evil spirits from the dead and and he sends these ghouls down on the town to you know wreak havoc and i mean that's that was a really scary as a kid that was scary uh the music's great but the that scene always kind of kind of scared me one more I had, and then I'll, I'll let Sean go, so I'm not taking up all the time here, is kind of coming out of nowhere here. I don't know if you guys ever saw the Black Cauldron from the 80s. Yes. The Horned King looks kind of like uh, Skeletor from He-Man, if you yes. ask me. Yeah, but right. yes. the Horned King, uh, you know, for or those listeners who haven't seen this 1985 movie, uh, essentially, the Horn King is trying to obtain this the Black Cauldron in, in order for him to enslave the entire world. That's the plot of the movie, more or less. Um, and of course, there's a good guy that fights fights him off. Um, the Horn King, something from the Black Cauldron. I, I've I've only seen the movie probably once, and and I don't remember it very well. I had to do a little research to kind of refresh my memory on it. But uh, you know, that dude was creepy. And scary, and, and something Black Cauldron related would be would be really good, uh, I think, in the park as well. Uh, I think that'd be great. I mean, oh yeah, you know, you know it, uh, bringing the old with uh, you know the new a little bit. I mean, that'd be great. It's a good idea. Thanks. What about you, Sean? What do you got? Um, I'm a little different. I actually broke down um, the sections of the park into little areas of what I would do. As like you, when you enter the park on Hollywood Boulevard, I would make it just appear like the the street itself was you know lack of power um lights flickering it's completely dark um you know paper flying over all over the place and i would have newsies you know delivering people uh delivering papers to people and saying walking around and saying i see dead people um so <laughs> i, I bring that's the a universal picture i don't think we could yeah. say that quote. really <laughs> That's okay. We'll go with it. Ah, that's all right. It works. You can't, um, Alice, you can't use the Alice video game I was talking about either. So, oh, that's true. In our perfect world, we can do this. Okay. So, um, and then I would have um, over on like on Sunset Boulevard, um, I would have actors. You know, they have them there now, but I have like actors and the directors actually continuing to make a movie, but not realizing that they're ghosts. Um, so they're inadvertently scaring people who are walking by, and you're going to have ghosts flying overhead. Um, and ooze coming down from the ghost getting you. 
as you're walking underneath them, you know, like the slime from Nickelodeon, like the slime just coming down, not knowing where it's going to come from. It's the ooze. I mean, that would scare the crap out of me if I was walking down the street and ooze just came down from from the top. Um, As you further progress down the street, I would head down to like the Tower of Terror and I would have, um, you know, I would have the bellhops like more like zombies in a way, like they're, they're walking corpses and I would have them, hanging out in sections of the ride and as soon as I got to the door to go inside the hotel itself I'd have them disappear and as you get on when you're getting to board on the ride again there they are to scare the crap on you getting on inside the getting on the ride itself as you go up trying to scare you and then as you're going through all the darkness inside the tower of terror I'd have them come out of nowhere just to scare you and touch you and, and, and throw ooze at you. I think you would be scared. I think you'd crap your pants, honestly. I know I would. And I always worry about that, like somebody's out there getting ready to touch me. But um, <laughs> And as you're leaving there, over by the rock and roller coaster, I just put like a ghost band playing in there. Um, and inside, I would just have like more horror music playing during, um, instead of Aerosmith music, I'd have more horror theme music. So, you know, that's it for that, that area. I have other parts of the park that I would change too. But uh, let's see what else you guys have to say. That sounds... Awesome. This is almost turning into like a therapy session, I'm feeling. It's almost like <laughs> all of us are on a couch and we're just... Like I, I did see my, I saw my therapist this morning, so I'm good. I have a psychology degree. I am my own therapist, thank you. <laughs> Aren't scary. we all? Yeah, yeah. that's scary, isn't it? But uh, I do, you know, I like the idea um, of just, you know, like roaming around, like Sean said, and just like, you know, having stuff just like randomly happen, which is way more scary than, than like, you know, did you just go and turn a corner and expect it? I like the whole, you know, the roaming around aspect of it. Yeah, that's a lot like uh, Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal. They're, you know, they just got the the characters, uh, whatever characters they have uh, each year, just wandering around and kind of jumping out at you and stuff. So that's that's definitely a good effect. And and I love the the newsies on Sunset Boulevard, except it makes me think of Christian Bale. And, <laughs> oh, and, and then it makes me think of American Psycho, which was a, a brilliant movie as well. But So, I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> so I had another, uh, just not really a haunt, I guess, but everybody at Disney loves the characters. And so just as something for people for picture opportunities you know, this isn't this isn't scary per se, but it's Disney. They're going to have meet and greets. Um, when I ran the Tower of Terror 10 miler earlier this month, at every mile they had uh, picture ops with villains because it's the Tower of Terror. So it was villains, and there were some villains that I had never seen. Um, uh, Would you say his name, Doctor Facilier? Is that is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He he was out at one of the mile markers. Um, I saw Hades from Hercules. I had never seen the Hades. Uh, character before but he was out uh, they had the the witch from snow white with the apple jafar was out uh the hyenas from the lion king their names escape me i'm sorry uh, they were out um so they had you know all these the bad guys from the movies out and, and just having them at various meet and greets to the park would be uh you know something that i would that would be what disney would do let's be honest whether or not it's scary or not it's it's not but instead of having over at the Halloween party where they have, you know, Mickey and Minnie dressed up in their costumes and, and there's Goofy dressed in his costume, you know, and those are sweet and cute. Let's get the villains out 
Oh, no, people want to see, see the villains. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah, that's a great idea. You yeah. have to have them. The lines were really long for all of those uh, picture opportunities. Uh, you know, you're, you're running this race and, and you're timed and, and you have a certain amount of time to finish, but people didn't care. They were just stopping to take pictures. And uh, so, you know, having those characters out, I think it would be definitely something you'd need to do and throughout the park. What do you guys think about, um, kind of going back to my, not really scary, but just bizarre kind of thing. What about like a Pleasure Island from Pinocchio? That they had that. It's closed now. Yes, I understand that. But And I'm not saying reopen Pleasure Island, but bring Pleasure Island from the movie into uh, a section of the park. You know, I don't know what you would do, because you can't have nightclubs, but you could have carnival barkers. We all know carnies are weird. No offense to any carnies that listen to us. Uh, but we all know carnies have a... A creepiness, uh, you know, according to Austin Powers, they smell like cabbage. Um, <laughs> and small hands. <laughs> and, yeah, very small hands, exactly. Uh, but carnies are a little weird, you know. Uh, you see, you could have carnival barkers, you know, barking at you and, and jumping out at you to go back to Sean's, uh, you know, ideas of people kind of wandering around. You could have sideshow people. I mean, I know that wasn't technically in Pinocchio, but. When I think of Pleasure Island, I kind of that whole carnival aspect, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I think that would work. Side oh, yeah. freak, oh, yeah. as it were, you know, uh, that could wander and come out at you. Uh, I think that would definitely be creepy. Oh, I think that works. Just a bearded lady would scare me after that. <laughs> <laughs> I work with the public, <laughs> so I see bearded ladies at least once a day. <laughs> oh man. I hope my boss isn't listening to the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you saying your boss is a bearded lady? No, my boss is a man. <laughs> and, and he's a clean-shaven one as well. So. You're still yeah. saying that your boss is a bearded lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is terrible. Luckily, he's not a big Disney fan, so he'll never hear this. So. Okay, oh, good. What else did you have, Sean? You said you had a couple other ideas. I have like 37 more, so let me, <laughs> let me, let me run through them here. Um so next we're heading on over to the Indiana Jones stunt show there. Um, I thought of <clears throat> creating a new Indiana Jones movie in there um, with Indiana Jones just trying to escape from the mummies, right? And as the show starts, it goes to complete darkness, and the mummies are glowing, coming from behind the audience, working their way through into the show, scaring people as they go down. And then the rest of the show is somebody else's idea. So I just came up with that little bitty part of the show, and somebody else can take over the rest. But um, <laughs> I like that, though. I, I yeah. that. That's that a good, good. idea. We're going to bring the aliens in, the Crystal Skull. And... Oh, let's not talk about number three. <laughs> whatever, four, whatever number that four, is. Yeah, that was four, number four. Oh, I, forget. I don't acknowledge that. Let's say, that's like Godfather 3. I don't acknowledge Wait, that. There was a Godfather 3? What? Yeah. I yeah, didn't know yeah. that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think I so, heard about it once, but I didn't think I ever saw it. All right. So next, just for I just basically I thought like for Star Tours, I thought maybe it would just be great having Darth Vader walking around without his helmet, saying <laughs> saying to everybody, <laughs> "Let me look on you with my own eyes," and just scaring the people left and right because I know I would be running if I saw him doing that. And then, I, and then I thought maybe have a couple little Ewoks running around with their spears, you know, trying to hit people. Um, <laughs> it's like a lawsuit waiting to happen, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. But then you work your way to the Muppet area, and I thought that, like, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew can create a gigantic um, beaker, and, and he's just he's just trying to grab people and grab things, and 
and and collecting things and throwing ooze and and just throwing whatever he can find at you. You know, it's probably gonna be paper mache or something like that. But um, I, I thought that'd be pretty funny. Payback for all the uh, pain that Beaker gets put through on that. Well, exactly. Show. He's really angry. You know, he's <laughs> just taking out his anger on everybody, and he goes over to Pizza Planet and takes the spaceship off and, and starts <laughs> throwing it and. You know, he takes he, he takes the ooze from the the soda machine and throws it off the deep end. Yeah, really. Now we got Reel it back, buddy. Reel it back. All right, I'll, I'll bring it back. So uh, the Swedish uh, chef, though, <laughs> he was not the Swedish chef. Uh, if he was like like throwing you know like chef knives and chicken bones at people, oh god, that'd be awesome. It would be. Oh wow, you guys are. Uh... <laughs> I'm scared, actually, right now. Oh, then you better not hear the rest of mine. I just, uh, I don't think I want to go to a Halloween party with you guys, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What else you got, Sean? All right, so the next, I felt like in the back lot, you can make that into, um, you know, like an abandoned city. Of course, like, you gotta have zombies in there. So, but I would make it appear like it's like a, a more of a zoo. And, um, you know, the, the New York streets of America, I'd have that, like, uh, it act more like a zoo and you go through the back lot tour and it's like you're viewing the zombies in a natural habitat until you get to catastrophe Canyon. When you get to catastrophe Canyon, the zombies are actually have, have gotten out of the zoo and they knock the truck over and you know, you're getting sprayed with water. So you got to get out of there real fast. But as you're leaving out of the zombies have swarmed, have swarmed the, the tour, the tour tram and they're trying to pull people out and they actually pull arms out of people out of people's sockets, but they're part of the show, you know, that are sitting in the tram. And, you know, you see blood gushing out, but it's part of the show, guys, so... I would they, hope that they'd really, be part of the show. <laughs> yeah, they're not really zombies. They're trying to pull your arms out. You know, it's all for good fun. Um, and then I would head over to uh, Pixar Place, and I would have Sid on top of the roof, on, the, on top of the roof, um, controlling toys that he's created, trying to grab you and scare you and, and drag you around and taking you um, inside where he actually has build, he builds his toys and shows you how he builds them. But, like, you know, the scariest toys you can think of, because, I mean, some of the, the toys on Toy Story were scary that he, he created. So I would die to see some of those things actually walking around the park. I think that would be great and it would scare people. Seeing gigantic toys, you know, uh, um, Lady's legs and a frog head on top of it. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> like a baby doll head on, you know, the like baby doll head with one eye and no. Yeah, that thing was freaky. That was a freaky little dude. And then, and the last of it was the, you know, Grauman's Chinese Theater. I would actually have live actors playing some of the roles in there. As an example, um, you know, as the witch disappears in The Wizard of Oz, I'd actually have her, you know, when she disappears, have her reappear in the back of the tram to scare people as they're sitting there and have munchkins as munchkin zombies that, you know, the Wicked Witch has turned. And, you know, they're following you through the ride and stuff like that. And actual real mummies following you through the ride. You know, just try to get a little more active. Maybe an alien coming out of the walls and, and walking around. And, you know, it's a little more interactive. You know, the Great Movie Ride would be a great area where you can it scare people because there's so many things and there's so many nooks and crannies that you can actually hide and, and scare somebody. So those are basically my thoughts. You know, <laughs> you know that's it. That sounds awesome. Though. I mean, <laughs> if they would actually pull that stuff, uh, it, it would be 
an amazing park. It's just that you would have to turn the entire park like that, you know, and just not do it at night. I mean, because, oh, man, that's that's some scary stuff. You've got some uh, inner demons there, Sean. <laughs> You've got some things to work out there, buddy. I was thinking about it. I was at work. I feel I was, bad wow, for great. that therapist of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's not really a therapist. He says he is. He just sits in the warehouse at work. Oh. You know, he says he's a therapist. <laughs> what, what about doing something with uh, the Honey, I Shot the Kids Playground? I and mean, that's a place where you could really put some people to. And obviously it wouldn't be for kids at night. You, you Adults would be going in there. But it's there's so much, you know, the, the, the big grass and everything. There's a lot of places that uh, cast members could hide to, to jump out at people. I'd just be afraid of what type of diseases are floating around in there from all those kids <laughs> touching and sneezing and peeing. I don't know. Well, they're refurbishing it right now, so it'll be nice and clean for uh, Halloween, right? Yeah. Are they going to finish in the next day or two? No, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what if they used uh, uh, like slime that was actually uh, like hand sanitizer? <laughs> But yeah, you can get drunk off a of hand sanitizer. Can we go with the? Can I ask what the where you where you got the ooze from, man? I mean, the ooze is you're all about some ooze. But have you ever Beaker's seen Ghostbusters? That you? Yeah, I've seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, Slime Slimer. was awesome. Yeah, and I well, still it, miss the Echo Cooler. Did you guys ever have the Echo Cooler uh, yes, juice box? Yes, that was yes. The best. Those good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what about uh, Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, That's a yeah. good idea. I would yeah. love to have Judge Doom and um, the what were they? Were they hyenas? I guess. Uh, that, yeah. The, no, they were weasels. They were weasels. Oh, okay. Yeah, Judge Doom and the hyenas and, and uh, the van that they drive around. It'd be cool to just have them like going around the park and, uh, you know, because Judge Doom was creepy. Oh, and there's one last thing I thought of is like when you're leaving the park, you get your bill for your stay a day at Disney World as you're leaving the that's, park. They hit there to you. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Whoa. That's too much for me, sir. Any other but, ideas, you know, that, That's or? all I could think of. Uh, no, I think Sean just pretty much uh, blew it out of the park. I don't know how that you can top all that ooze and slime and dip. I don't know <laughs> what else is flowing around down there, but and I guess I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be. Um, I would feel remiss if I didn't mention that we would have to have. I don't know how much it would cost, but we would figure out a way to bring Bette Midler. Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy DeJimmy into the parks so oh that they God. could be the Hocus Pocus witches. Because <laughs> Hocus Pocus is an awesome Halloween movie. And actually kind of creepy for a kid's movie because they try to burn the witches alive in the, the kiln at school. I was watching that the other day. I was like, this is a kid's movie. They just burned them. They just tried to burn them alive. But if you look at any of the kids' movies from you know, the the 50s, 60s, 70s, those are scary. I mean, look at Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, yeah, you got that one scene in Willy Wonka, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, but Hocus Pocus was made in the early 90s, man. That's true. It was made in, uh, like, 93, I think. Something, yeah, right. But anyway, I, you know, Bette Midler's worth it. She 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 owes uh, Disney some anyway, because she did that... Uh, that little uh, that short movie, The Ticket or whatever, that used to see on the yes, bus. I used to love that, yeah. and that totally revitalized her career because she hadn't done anything for a while, right? And that revitalized her career, and so she owes Disney, so she can come back and be uh, whatever the name of that witch was in Hocus Pocus. So uh, I'm all over that, and I bet fans would flip out to meet the Hocus Pocus witches. Yeah, I think so. I think that's about it for me. I, I've I've kind of tapped out here. Uh, Keith, did you have anything else? Or 
Uh, I'm all scared out for tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Thanks a lot, guys. Yes. Bears. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's show. Be sure and let us know what you thought about the show or what you would do if you could create a Halloween party at the Hollywood Studios. Feel free to email us at enchantedtikitalk at gmail.com. You can, also, you can also follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can reach me, Sean, on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream. And also at MouseWorldVacations.com. You can find me at Dole Whip Daily on Twitter and DoleWebDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks again for listening. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been the Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast. <laughs>